I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Two gold chains and I still don't never wear them. Why would I wear them? Cheese like a camera. Spending money, son of a bitch, nigga like Sanford. I'm looking in the mirror. I'm like, damn, I'm so handsome. If it ain't about that money, why a young guy answer? Ghost on my wrist. Wrist got me so Casper. Flow so cold. Watch them haters get asthma. And every time we fucking man, she think that that's the last one. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we're in the house on a Monday night to do some more Blackout Tips podcasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, the uh, no guest today. Um, so no guest. So uh, you can find us on uh, iTunes and Stitcher to search the Blackout Tips. Leave us five star reviews on those two platforms, and we promise to read it on the air. Yes. So thank you, everybody. It takes time out to do that. Uh, we love to read those lyrics and let you guys know. Um, I'm gonna read those reviews and let you guys know how much, uh, <laughs> we appreciate what you guys have to say about the show. Just make sure they're five stars or else they won't be read. Nope. Doesn't matter if you want to diss the show, just keep it five stars is all we ask. That's it. Um, you can also do stuff like go to theblackoutist.com, you know, log in, become a premium member, uh, listen to the show straight from the website, vote in the polls. Leave comments, uh, a bunch of stuff. And I'm really proud of myself because, uh, on the website today, I figured out how to make a little, um, you know how you had those little, um, icons, Karen, when you go to a website? Mm-hmm. Um, it normally pops up in like the top corner. Everybody has them. Mm-hmm. I figured out how to do that for our show, Ooh. for our pot, for our website. So now when you go to the blackout tips, it actually shows like a little, icon in the corner that's our, our logo that Chloe from uh, Chonilla drew for us uh, up there in the top left corner. So uh, maybe it's a little nerdy for you guys. Oh, uh, that's neat. Yeah, I was, I was so proud of myself. Because everybody else has it. Yeah, I've been wanting to do that shit for years. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know how. So I figured out how to do it today. It's a little, it's a little struggle. Oh, that's hot. Uh, little stuff. Like, also, I got called by, uh, someone saying they got my resume today and I got to tell them I work for myself and hung up. So, you know, stuff like that. It's a little things you gotta find joy in, Karen. Ain't that the truth? Um, okay. You can, uh, find, um, the show. We already said that. The official weapon of the show is. The taser. Unofficial sport. Bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme. Today's podcast is brought to you by Tweaked Audio. Go to tweakedaudio.com. Uh, put in code TBGWT, you get 33% off of nice, expensive, um, like, not, not expensive, high quality. That's a better word. Mm-hmm. Nice, high quality, uh, earbuds to go in your ears. Uh, you get 33% off of, you know, already good price. Um, and then you also get free shipping. Oh yeah. And lifetime guarantee. So if they ever break ever, you can get them, you can get you a new pair. Now, I haven't had a lot of people report back saying they were broken, but everyone who has reported back and said they broke a pair immediately got a new pair. It was very easy. Right. Everybody said it was a simple, simple process. We uh, own Tweaked Earbuds, so we can testify for it. Karen podcasting hers. Um, so, you know, we always have Tweaked on all over the house. Mm-hmm. Excellent quality. Um, and I, I suggest. I love them. Yes. 
Uh, they fit your ears perfect. They don't hurt your ears. Yeah, and, and I can't speak, but I have small ear canals, so a lot of the standard uh, earbuds never, ever fucking stay in my ear. But these actually stay in my ear, and, and that's speaking a lot, because most of the time I'm like, fuck it. I always do a round ear because nothing ever stays in my ear. Exactly. So make sure you guys do that, man. I think you guys will... Uh, loved it, love it. Uh, we actually have somebody in the chat right now. Housecat, I'm loving my new tweaked audio earbuds. Telling you guys, uh, you get them and you love them, man. Christmas time is coming up. Mm-hmm. Order a couple pairs for the family, man. It comes with the life guarantee, life uh, time guarantee. It comes with a nice little bag for your ear earbuds. Mm-hmm. You give this to somebody, you're not just giving them a present for Christmas. You're giving them a present for a lifetime, and then they don't have to know that you use the code to get 33 percent off. Okay. Mm-hmm. They go in there and look and go, God, this person really loves me. And really, you go in there, I just saved a lot of money. Well, but the point being, it's a nice gift. You don't have to worry about shipping and you don't have to worry about the, um, you know, the, uh, the, the, the earphones breaking in a week and having to take them back and buy a new pair or, you know, breaks after the 90 day warranty. Well, lifetime is the warranty on these. Correct. Um, all right, man. All kinds of stuff popping off in the news today. I guess we should get to talking about it. That's what people came here for. Cool. Um, let's see what what I guess let's start with the bad news first. Uh-oh. Um <laughs> I guess you hadn't heard of this. The governor of Missouri, Jay Nixon has declared a state of emergency in Missouri Monday afternoon, just days before a grand jury is expected to reach a decision about whether to indict Darren Wilson, the St. Louis County police officer who killed Michael Brown in August. Why? I mean, and it's funny, though, because for some reason, because black people are always looked at as less than, they act like we're not, we're never civilized. And most people that you ask already know that he's not, we will be shocked if uh, if, if there are any charges. Most of us are like, he's going to go free and there's nothing we can do about it. And we understand this concept. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. You know, like a. Uh, Giving away the end of the movie, Jay Nixon. Right. Like, we know this. You know, this man has so been I guess you're already telling us what the verdict going to be. Right. You know, like, do you already know what the verdict is? And this is your response but ahead of time? Like, oh, these motherfuckers going to be mad. You know, which is weird, though, because I'm not on the ground there. I don't follow too many people on the ground there anymore. Um, so who knows what the feelings on the ground is? But I know overall, the sentiment is mostly like just waiting for the other shoe to drop because uh, it's almost not anger. It's almost like an expectation that right. Darren Wilson's going to go free and be allowed to go back to work the next day. Correct. Because it's just one of those things where people have different definitions of what justice and justice being served is. And when you're on the receiving end, a lot of times as no justice being served at all for you a lot of times, or either if justice is served, you're on the victim side of it. And not only are you on the victim side, you're the part of just being blamed for the actions that went against you. But in some people's eyes, that's justice. So it's one of those things where... Everybody kind of had a feeling from the beginning, the way a lot of this shit went down, that nothing will surprise us unless they turn around and say we go, we're we're charging here with something. That will shock everybody. But other than that, we don't have those expectations, and it's going to be one of those things where um, 
I don't know. I'm just sick and tired of people just acting like black folks just could go and burn shit down every time something happens racially. Yeah, it's funny to me because, like, what started all this, really? Um, You could say the overreaction of a police officer, um, police in a black neighborhood. You could say that. But I would actually say that wasn't it. I wouldn't say that Darren Wilson killing Mike Brown really started this. Mm-mm, this is something I that feel that... You know, and I wouldn't, and I mean, just this specific thing. I'm not saying the distrust of the police in the community, the fact that the police force is kind of from outside of Ferguson and mostly white, and they come in and they police the community like a war zone. I'm not even saying that. The overreaction of police presence initially after the shooting of Mike Brown. Mm -hmm. It's like he was shot in the hours after he was shot. There wasn't an active investigation to solve what happened with the shooting. Nope. There wasn't even an incident report. What there was was a willful display of force to this community that culminated in cops in riot gear with tanks and military hardware and machines and turned what it seemed to be people mourning a kid who died into a you know we're gonna subjugate these people and that is what the response to that is where all this like started you know like yeah well a lot people of were like you're not gonna from. come in our community and do this to us and then they're tear gassing them they're you know doing all this stuff to them um people that don't even follow the top follow it closely are just assuming that there's mass riots and violence and shit going on and that this this community is rift with crime or is just bereft with crime or whatever correct and they're just wrong you know but it's just because of the black community it's easy to say that shit it's easy to accuse people of that stuff right but this all started in my opinion because sad to say we're used to black kids getting killed mm-hmm. by cops correct sad to say that but that that's not enough to start what's going on in ferguson to start people standing outside for months Mm-mm. protesting to, to 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 have people go down to you know the cardinals game and, and let those people know hey no this isn't cool um that's this is clearly in response to the fact that the community was policed in a way that was you know it was overly policed it was it was policed in a way where they were treated like inmates almost. Correct. And that's the problem. And also the problem is that you do not see this happen in a predominantly white community. And that's the problem that people have. A- even after Ferguson, you had the pumpkin riots. You had, I think, somebody's team won something, a sport I don't give a fuck about. And, and people was turning over shit. You did not see this same police presence. It was, oh, they're just being themselves and, and, and it's all right. And, you know, they turning shit over and burning up the city. But that's cool, though. Mm-hmm. Because for some reason, a riot is not a riot when the participants are not brown. Right. Well, it's just, it's just one of those things where I, I wonder. And I, I mean, I hope I'm wrong and I hope. I mean, I was just wondering, but I hope that I'm I'm way off and I shouldn't even be worried about this shit. But I I do wonder if it's going to be like because they're showing up in force again, because they're trying to put the city under what appears to be like martial law or military presence or something, a state of uh, emergency. If they're just going to like 
instigate another incident right when they could just you know let the people let be. the people let the people grieve correct because they're just human beings that this he's a kid like any other kid this is a community like any other community if you don't allow people to grieve if you don't allow people to to, to emotionally move on um all you're doing is just rattling up a pit of rattlesnakes almost like mm-hmm. You just, you know, you're, and then you're going, why did they, why are they so upset? Why are they shaking their tails like they're ready to strike? Well, you, you keep fucking with them. Correct. You know, you have to let people in a highly emotional state, like, give them some time to get over it. And they've never gotten that time. Mm-mm. No. You know, even as the police admit to wrongdoing, even as the police over the past couple of weeks, which, you know, I'm, I'm actually just skeptical of that kind of shit is why I haven't been reporting it on the show, but I'm skeptical of all this. Oh, the com- police commissioner finally understands that this was wrong. He understands he should have did things better. He understands. I'm not reporting that shit because I think it's all just to brace everybody for, and he's going to go home free. Yeah. He's been walking free all this time and nothing has happened to you, to him. What makes you think after this verdict that's going to change? Yeah. So I just saw that story and was like, damn, you know. Um, let's see. What else we want to talk about? Bunch of, bunch of crazy shit happened. Let's talk about some funny stuff. Uh, Arizona man. Um, apparently, uh, didn't want to go home. You know how it is, Karen. Y'all with the boys. Kicking it, guys night out. Mm-hmm. Um, and you decide, fuck going home. YOLO. Uh-oh. The family of a murdered showtel woman is searching for answers as to what... Wait, this is not the same, the right video. Anyway. Uh-oh. Um, penal county authorities say a Santan Valley man has been arrested for falsely reporting that he had been kidnapped. 22-year-old Justin Sarton was taken into custody Friday. His mother told authorities that Sergeant sends text messages to his girlfriend saying he had been kidnapped, kidnapped while in Tempe on, uh, I think that's how you pronounce it, on Thursday night. So he texted his girlfriend, I've been kidnapped because he wanted to kick it with his boys. How did, how did he think that was going to go well? Uh, he then reported to law enforcement he had been kidnapped and was in a vehicle heading south on the 202 freeway. Authorities say he sent additional text messages to deputies reporting the vehicle stopped on Hunt Highway in Santana Valley. Deputies located Sergeant and three men inside of a store and the men denied kidnapping Sergeant, saying that he was with them with his own free will. He later admitted to voluntarily giving in, getting in the vehicle. He was how much do you hate your girlfriend? <laughs> and you know what? They ought to charge your ass with the manpower and uh, and all that shit. They you, you need to pay all that bullshit back because they could have been helping somebody that really was kidnapped, sweetie. Yeah, you really like. Don't you have to break up once you find out this lie? Like, I almost would rather you be cheating on me. Like, you just hate coming home so much. That much. Oh, baby, I would be there, but I'm. I'm actually kidnapped. But so. like this, at least if you're getting some ass, I'd be like, oh, okay, I'm still not happy, but all right. But you just like, nah, I just want to hang out at the bar, get a few more um shots. Where are you, Justin? Away from you, bitch. Away. Right. Where. We don't need to be together. That's where I will always be. Away from you. Uh, here's another crazy story. 
a woman who was a victim of domestic violence, uh, she orders a pizza from 911 to save her from domestic abuse. <gasps> now, I don't know if abusers keep up with this kind of shit, okay? But I feel like now that the news has reported it, this tactic won't work again. Like, hopefully other abusers aren't keeping up on this kind of news to see They're what the probably. latest trend is. Mm, They're probably not keeping up with the with the uh, abuser trend. Emergency hotline 911 receives a pizza order from a lady who needs help. A woman who was a victim of domestic violence called 911 for help but was unable to directly discuss what was happening to her. So she used cold-like conversation while starting to order a pizza. Fortunately, the dispatcher did not take her call lightly. Instead, she became intuitive and analyzed the situation very carefully. And we've yeah. heard these 911 people. Yeah. yeah. I would worry that the 911 person would just be like, ma'am, I don't understand what you are talking about. Right. Get off my phone. Oh, my God. Hang no, up on or some shit. This is not Domino's. Domino's number is not 911. All right. Ma'am, what is the emergency? The emergency is that I need a pizza immediately. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to need that pizza, you know, with uh, light on the beating, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, read the transcript. The conversation between the victim and the dispatcher. Notice how well their thoughts were connected to each other. 911, what is your emergency? 123 Main Street. Okay, what's going on here? I like to order pizza for delivery. Oh, great. Another prank call. Which is probably what she thought. Ma'am, you reached 911. Yeah, I know. Can I have a large half pepperoni, half mushroom, and peppers? Um, I'm sorry. You know you called 911, right? Yeah. Do you know how long it will be? Okay, ma'am. Is everything okay? Do you have an emergency? Yes, I do. Mm. And can't talk about it because someone's in the room with you? Yes, that's correct. Do you know how long it will be? I have an officer about a mile from your location. Are there any weapons in the house? Nope. Can you stay on the line with me? Nope. See you soon. Thanks. That's that's some quick thinking. I would have got caught. I probably would have called the actual piece of people and, and tried to report a nine one one domestic violence. I probably would have fucked it all up. <laughs> hey, this is Papa John's. Can I help you? She's beating me. Help. No. Uh, sir, this is not. I can't breathe. No, <laughs> no, you gotta be cool, baby. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> I am crying. I shit myself. I know. <laughs> Here she come, a click. Yeah, uh, you be dead. Uh, according to the dispatcher, he checked the history of the address given to the lady and found out there were records of multiple domestic violence from previous calls. Oh. Finally, the officer arrived at the house and immediately saw the lady in bad shape with her drunk boyfriend. Her partner was arrested for beating her. The dispatcher said she was intelligent to pull that kind of trick and with that emergency call is the most memorable one for him you wonder if he you wanted the dudes like bitch you stick where the pizza right it's the police see that's what this why i be beating you <laughs> that's the problem i just want I, I didn't know papa john's wore policeman uniform where's my large pepperoni pizza bitch mm-hmm. well y'all got pizza at the jail because <laughs> I won't so. This is a damn travesty. You ain't even no breadsticks, bitch. Mm-hmm. I wonder what the comments are. Oh, Lord, who knows? Should I read them? <laughs> America is in the comment section. Uh, I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to read them. Uh, 
you know, people always got a problem with these people. You know what? I'm going to read them. <laughs> uh, I find it unfortunate that there is a great article. Everyone jumps to the blame game. If whose fault it is, then women, when women are suffering long-term abuse in relationship, I think the article should be spread around. Do women take can so women can take it as an example of how to call for help. Needless to say, nobody, <laughs> well, you know, now that it's out that you can't be doing it. You, this trick will only work one time. Correct. Like you get better hope you ain't keeping up with the, I don't know, domestic abusers weekly. Cause. <laughs> That shit, newsletter. This gonna shit gonna be the front cover right yeah, here. He got down the email chain, but like y'all watch out, they they got a new trick, they got a new trick on them. Yeah. Hey, Jimmy Johns. Not to mention, there's gonna be some nine one one dude that fucks it up. Hey, Jimmy Johns. Uh, I'm gonna need a order of two police officers. Uh, yeah, ma'am. This is nine one one, not Jimmy Johns. Yeah, I know. Well, then why are you calling to nine one one, ma'am? Cause I need. Uh, some, I need, can I get extra relish on my, ma'am, just stop playing on my phone, click. I can guarantee you. Jimmy Johns, y'all had a very rude customer that hung up on me. Bitch, who are you calling? I said, have my dinner hot right now. Like, oh, God. Not to mention 911 calls back sometimes if you hang up. Yes, they do. Especially if it's a landline. Right. Hello, this 911. Somebody just called trying to act like it was a pizza, but I think it was a woman in distress. Uh, sir? Oh, no, don't worry about it. We, we got to take care of it right now. Right. And the next thing you know, y'all coming to picking up a fucking dead body. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give us a slice of the pizza, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, one dude said multiple incidents of domestic violence and she stays with them. Sounds like a masochist to me. The first time a man hits a woman, that's his fault. Every time after that is at least partially her fault for not leaving him the first time. Mm. That That's Johnny Butler who looks, let's just be honest. He looks like a man that be has not seen a way. vagina in quite some time. Quite some time. Uh, how can I put his, I'm going to put his shit in the chat so people can see his Facebook page. Hey, man, you said it in public. You, you want to stand that. behind that? Look at, look, I'll put the link in the, ch- in the chat, y'all. Look at this motherfucker and what the fuck he know about keeping a woman, okay? Unless he's locked up in his basement. Uh, and, and his only, in the post on his, on his page that's public is black teens brutally smash girls face with a brick for being white. And it's the picture of Michelle Obama. Uh, like what she got to do with any of this? this Nothing. These are the people that go on, <laughs> on these articles in the comment section and diss people. Anyway, I, I think it's genius what the woman thought of. And, you know, who knows in the situation, what the situation is and if she'll get away from or whatever. But that, you know, fake 911 call. I mean, fake pizza call. Brilliant. I wouldn't have thought of it. Yeah. And like I say, she just happened to get a right operator who was smart enough to realize what she was doing mm-hmm. and ask the right questions. Here's a crazy story. Sick, sick story. The owner of an elder care home is arrested amid sexual assault allegations. Auburn, Washington. Um, the owner of an elder care home was arrested in Auburn, accused of raping an 83-year-old resident. It just goes to show you never know what's going on behind closed doors. 
alarming allegations of abuse at an adult home. Police say an elderly Alzheimer's patient was raped, and it was captured on camera. Oh, oh shit. I know. I mean, now here's the thing. It's kind of conflicting, okay, because I, one, obviously I'm against rape. Duh. But if I had to get raped, like if I had, like if there was no choice, I was going to have to get raped, and I had to pick the time of my life to be raped. It's got to be when I get Alzheimer's, right? Because maybe I'll forget. <laughs> yeah, you probably forget the whole. Yeah, and you probably can't recall it when they start asking you questions, especially, you know, as you get in the further stages of it. You can't remember too much of anything. I mean, it does make me the worst kind of victim because I can't even help the prosecution catch the person. Correct. Like, if they didn't catch it on tape, this, probably, this shit would probably still be going on, this sick motherfucker. Right. Or oh, if you do have memories, everybody would still say you were crazy. Yeah, but I mean, like, Juice from Sons of Anarchy probably wish he had Alzheimer's right now. Like, it's, I'm just saying. Cairo 7's Deborah Horn is live outside that adult care in Auburn. This is a very disturbing story, Deborah. Extremely so, Monique. You know, there are actually two adult care homes here, both of them owned by Laszlo Molnar. But it is here that Auburn police say he raped a woman in his care. Auburn police are calling this adult care facility a house of horrors for at least one 83-year-old Alzheimer's patient living here. Oh, I just saw a lot of ambulance, you know, picking up all those um, elderly people. Neighbor Sally Robles told us she watched in surprise last night. I don't have any idea, so my husband told me something wrong. What was wrong, say police, was revealed on a granny cam the family set up in the woman's room. Granny cam? Wouldn't we? Is this new? Apparently so. Granny Cam sounds like people that are in the uh, gilf porn setting up like webcams or something. That's weird. That and, you know, a lot of uh, people do like like the baby, you know, the baby cams. A lot of people like, you know, they want to be sure that their uh, loved ones are taken care of yeah. properly. I feel bad for all the, the dudes that logged into grannycam.com and got... Got a disappointment, right? Bunch, bunch of Alzheimer's patients and shit, right? Eighty-three-year-old woman, but people talking about uh, fucking rape has to do with uh, sex and sexuality. Nope, it's about that power. What did she have on? Okay, what behavior did she get drunk around him? Was that what, what it was? Did, what did she have on? False teeth, right? She got what drunk. What she have? Gray hair. She got drunk uh, wearing her wig. Yeah, what she have? Arthritis in her hips. What's mm-hmm. what's we talking about here? That's why you can't party too hard, old ladies. Go out party and you wake up, can't remember what happened. It's your fault. A hundred percent your fault. And then you falsely accuse these people of rape. Now you're ruining his college career. <laughs> the family apparently um, had suspected some type of abuse was occurring. What the camera showed realized their worst fears. Basically surveillance image images of the uh, alleged assault. Upsetting even seasoned investigators. I can't even imagine watching that as a family member. Right. Because you know they saw it first. I was like, uh, wait a minute. Is he going for grandmama's titties? That's not right. Right. I mean, it's a very disturbing crime. The 67-year-old owner, Laszlo Molnar, was booked into the SCORE jail in Des Moines. When we Googled the home's address, it came up on the website, A Place for Mom. Its entry reads, we are dedicated to treat our client like our parents. And this is all we found on the state DSHS website, an outline of services the home provides. All of it sobering to neighbors. You know, it looks clean. It looks neat. None of the services said rape. Hmm. Apparently, that that, Interesting. that was the service you had to, you know, specially request. Must have been a perk. 
Guardrails are up. But uh, it just goes to show you never know what's going on behind closed doors. Now, all 11 patients who were here were removed from the home and taken to the hospital. But because many of them have dementia, they really can't say whether something happened to them. So they were to have oh. medical examinations to determine whether they, too, are victims. As for the owner, Which we expect him are. to have a bail hearing tomorrow. Live in Auburn, Deborah Horn, Cairo 7 right. Eyewitness News. Because for somebody like him who's preying on these people... It's just one of those things where, yeah, they got to do that because, of course, they can't tell you. They can't really communicate. It's almost like children. They can't tell you. They really can't communicate with you. They're liable to forget. Uh, or if they do remember it, it doesn't come out in um, a proper manner where it, it makes sense or where you can connect the dots to what they're saying. Mm -hmm. And it's just one of those things where it wouldn't surprise me after they did this investigation, more people in the house have been abused yeah and i mean if you have dementia you're probably like 83 and like now you just gotta get like your butt probed or some shit and you're like what what, what are y'all doing this for correct you don't even know what's happening to you crazy man this sick sick motherfucker yeah, done lived all your life and now's the time to be sticking shit up your ass okay yeah i mean they should have known someone they were like because, you know, her family has to feel horrible. She probably was like, don't put me in a home. I want to stay with y'all. It's like, oh, Grandma, stop being a baby. Oh, oh you're always complaining, complaining, complaining. Nothing's going to happen to you. But they might beat me or, or do something crazy to me. Nothing's going to happen to you, Granny. Good grief. But I heard they rape old folks. Who wants to rape an 83-year-old woman with Alzheimer's? Are you stupid? Apparently somebody does. And then this shit. And it's like, oops. And she can't even say, I told you so, because she don't remember telling him so. <laughs> right? She don't even remember the conversation. She can't even say she's right. Mm-mm. Sad, man. Let's keep the rape theme going here, guys. Okay. Uh, Mama June and her daughter mm -hmm. have... You know, they've been having some issues. Okay. Uh, first of all, did you know Mama June at one point had uh, charges against her for not paying child support? No. Because after the molestation came out about her first daughter. Um, they probably took her away. They right? took her away. Right. That makes sense. And then she was supposed to be paying child support, and she didn't. How long um, did she think this was going to last? Uh, Mama June stiffed the woman who took care of June's daughter after she was molested by June's boyfriend. This according to Georgia prosecutors who filed a criminal case against her. June's mother, Sandra Hale, became guardian of Anna, a.k.a. Chickadee, in 2003, a year after Mark McDaniel forced the girl, uh, Mark McDaniel forced the girl who was eight at the time to perform oral sex on him. When the guardianship was created, June was required to pay her mom $100 a month in child support. That's it. What the hell is a hundred? You can't do goddamn thing with a hundred dollars. But fast forward to 2009 when Henry County DA filed com com criminal contempt charges against June, claiming she was behind on her payments for $4,144.62 behind. According to legal documents obtained by TMZ, June was behind due to willful and continuous refusal to comply. The DA threatened her with jail if she didn't pay. The mugshot was taken in the contempt case. The DA dismissed the contempt charge three months after it was filed, presumably because June belatedly paid. So you get your cow taken away from you because you can't stop fucking with a 
pedophile who uh, molested her. Um, you don't believe her story. Uh, and then she gets taken into your mom's custody and you're like, fuck that. I'm not giving you a hundred dollars a month for child support. Crazy. But yeah, it's, it's one of those things where people ain't shit. And sometimes ain't shit. People get TV shows and they don't realize that these cameras follow you around and tell the world how much of an ain't shit person you really are. Yeah. You just want to be like the cameras are on. Okay. Right, and TMZ will camp out in your mud behind your house to find your ass in the middle of Timbuktu. Who knows where the fuck you are? They'll come. Now she also went on Doctor Phil. The second time was, you know, maybe my mess up. I went to the county he was in. I made sure that you know there were the restrictions because he is a sex offender. I made sure because Pumpkin, my 14 year old, which you'll meet later. He raised her from two months old to six years old. She has open questions that she wanted to know. Why did he leave when she was five years old? Why did this happen? Why did that happen? It was a 10-minute conversation that she had with him, and she got her answers. That book is closed. How long were you all together then when he shows up at this house hunting trip? Maybe 10 or 15 minutes he was there. How much time did you spend with him? Well, when I was three months old until I was... That's how I got a nickname, Pumpkin, was from him. Yeah. And then when he got out of prison, you've seen him, what, one time? Yes. How long did you spend with him then? Um, Just a couple, like an hour. Were you curious? I was, because there's a lot of questions. Like, when you're five years old, you don't understand when someone's getting locked up. I mean, I had a lot of questions. Like, I asked Mama what happened. You know, I mean, I, I guess that I wanted closure on actually who he was i wanted to actually know for sure if he did what he did and when you asked him did he give you honest answers i didn't ask him because i mean i i wanted to but i didn't because i feel like this kind of i guess that's not, not something you ask about i understand did you feel better after that meeting did you yes. feel like you got what you went after yes. so in terms of your experience what she did was helpful to you yes because I asked her the whole 10 years while she's been with Sugar Rab, I've asked her. Yeah, she, she's been asking. Can I at least, I just, even if it's five minutes, it's a minute. Here's the thing. you She didn't ask because she's a fucking kid. And Correct. It's not up to ask. Why the fuck are you... Oh, is your kid Putting around a responsibility there. on a child, and 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 the 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 thing the thing about it, and I said this, and I will continue to say this: everybody that has children shouldn't have children. Like it's a lot of people that they they just should not have children, and it's just one of those things where um, it is not that child's responsibility. You as an adult should should sit her down and explain to her as best you can for her age level as much as you can. Um, and as she get older, explain a little bit more and explain a little bit more. And it's just one of those things where, um, her laziness as a parent, pushing it off on a child, no questions were answered because she didn't have the, 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 uh, thought process to ask the right questions. Hey, why is your child even around this dude? Correct. The whole truth will come out on your side. What is the whole truth? There's some truths and there's some lies that's out there, you know, and that's, you know, and then there's the truth in between that. So I just got tired of, 
I guess, a lot of the lies swirling around. And a lot of our fans who still support us today, um, they want to kind of hear my side. So I think that I owe it to the fans to say, okay, here, here's my side of the story. Here's what went on. Uh, I'm not a perfect parent. I made a mistake. Um, and now, you know, it's time to move on. I've told a hundred times, the kids have said a hundred times, um, I want the truth to know that I'm not in a relationship with Marmy Daniel. I'm not in a relationship at all. I have seen him twice. One time was by, you know, coincidence, we was in the mountains, his kids were there. I just happened to see him. I, at that time, I didn't say anything. I do not believe that bullshit. Coincidence in the motherfucking mountains. She couldn't even answer the question correct. Like, right. it's gonna be some lies and some truth and some lies between the truth and the lies and the lies, mm. the truth relies and the the, the yeah, lies. Numbers she, never lie. Yeah, she just thought she could do whatever she wanted to do and it wouldn't be an issue. And I really, I honestly, from the bottom of my heart, I think that she didn't think it was an issue dealing with this dude. I also noticed she Cuban beat that second meeting. She said, "Oh, it was two. I saw you him twice." One time was coincidence in the mountain, the other time, and then she never said what the other time was. Yeah. Because it's probably a scheduled hookup. Like, hey, let's hang out. Right. And the first time was probably a scheduled hookup. Mm-hmm. He, he just randomly just happened to be in the forest with Yogi Bear, I and mean, you took your ass out there and met up with him. I don't believe this. Mm-hmm. Looking back, did you fail to protect Anna? I do in a way feel like I, I, I failed to protect Anna, but I didn't know. And I mean, and she admitted that to, I was at work when all this happened, so I knew nothing, nothing about the incident. She never had come to me, anything, the whole time it was happening. Nah, I don't believe that bullshit either. Now, here's what's funny. She wants us to believe that Anna, what Anna says, this stuff happened while she was at work, so she didn't know about it. But she wants to Cuban be that part where Anna said, I told my mom. And then she said, right. I don't believe you. Why would you try to do this to me? You're hurting me. And why are you trying to break up this family? I believe that's exactly what she said because a lot of parents say that. And especially when you're dealing with a lot of women who feel like a dick is worth everything. It's more than their child. It's more than their family. It's more than life itself just to have a man. And it's not that goddamn important. You will be all right. Your child is being abused. And that is an issue that needs to be addressed. And that motherfucker should have left you and your child's lives. She need to have a whole row of steel reinforced seats. Because you can't be out here. Like, it's... It's like that reality TV money is so good that you out here chasing this shit. You're on Dr. Phil. You know what I mean? You're on, you're running around, you know, trying to prove anything to get that money back, which is sad, you know? And she still got kids in her house, mm-hmm. you know, still dealing with this man. Um, it's just crazy. And like, if she didn't get caught by TMZ, who knows what would have happened? You know what I mean? Like if TMZ wasn't the one to be like, hold up, what? You know what I wonder? And some people on Twitter were saying, you know, they felt strongly one way or the other. But do you think the Lifetime channel knew about all this shit? I mean, this stuff's been going on since 2003 before they even had a show. Do you think the Lifetime channel knew and just turned a blind eye or you think they didn't know at all? I honestly don't think they knew at all. Or I think that they may have questioned them about it if they knew 
and they lied about how severe it, you know what I mean, that the severe it was and all that stuff. Or either they was just flat, just blindsided, and they just never brought it up. It was never brought to their attention. So they was like, okay, we'll put you on. And they're like, oh, you didn't tell us about all of this. But that's sad. It's partially their responsibility to find out about this shit because they're putting a name on it. And now you basically had to cancel one of your highest rated shows because she's doing some bullshit. And they filmed the whole season. They had to cancel it anyway. Correct um all right uh speaking of rape it's a very rapey episode i'm almost glad we didn't have a guest um <laughs> Me too. bill cosby apparently made jokes about drugging women's drinks and some stand-up that he did uh of course this weekend when weekend edition host scott simon asked him about those rape allegations he he was silent uh, but he hasn't always been. In fact, he jokes in, about drugging women's drinks and an early stand-up routine that loosely corresponds to his accuser stories. When I was 13, man, start talking about weird things. No, really, stand on the corner. You know anything about Spanish fly? What? <laughs> Spanish fly? It always happens when you're 13. Only when you're 13 on up to, like, when you get married. Guys stand around and talk about Spanish fly, and it never starts with one of the guys on the corner. It's always some strange 13-year-old who says, You know what? You know anything about Spanish fly? No, tell me about it. Well, there's this girl, Crazy Mary. You put some in her drink, man. She... <laughs> yeah, Spanish... Oh, yeah, that's really groovy, man. Spanish fly is groovy, yeah, boy. From then on, man, anytime you see a girl... What's your eyes on Spanish fly? What Go to a party, see five girls standing alone. Boy, if I had a whole jug of Spanish fly, I'd light that corner up over there. <laughs> so I thought it only existed in Philadelphia, you know, and I'm working on I Spy, and Bob and I are working together. Sheldon Leonard comes up, says, Boys, I Spy is going to Spain. <laughs> a childhood dream come true. I said to Bob, you know, because he, he's going to be getting his rape on, Karen. Mm. Spain, Spanish fly. Yeah, he's going to spend his early, early stuff. Well, at least he's not cussing and his guy's pants pulled up. I said to Bob, you know, because he don't know nothing about it. I said, hey, Bob, you know what I'm going to pick up when I'm in Spain? He said, Spanish fly. <laughs> I said, wait a minute, man. How'd you know about it? He said, are you kidding? There's a girl in my neighborhood in Berkeley named Crazy Mary. We gave her some drugs. <laughs> Every time he told me a story, I had heard it. Every time I told him a story, he had heard it. We all knew the same story. So I figured there's got to be a guy about 2,000 years old that looks 13 going around the world. You guys know anything about Spanish rock? <laughs> So Bob and I, man, we're just saying, going to get some Spanish fly, Spanish fly, love it, love it. And we're riding on the plane, Spanish fly, Spanish fly. And we're getting to go through cussing, this is the land of Spanish fly. Spanish fly. We're getting I'll explain in a second. Ryan, driver, Bob's ask this guy if he knows where we can get some Spanish fly. I said, you know, ask a cab driver. No, ask the cab driver, he may know, man. Driver, stays in the arm. Listen, uh, you Spanish? 
Say, senor, you American? Yes. You come from America? Yes. You could tell me maybe you brought with you some American fly? All right, so Spanish fly is something you add to, like, a drink or something that's supposed to make women be crazy horny. And, you know, uh, with his uh, history, you know, um, and these accusations that he's being, you know, been the, the, the subject of. Right. It's all taking women, adding something to a drink, and fondling or sexually assaulting them. So, just saying. Mm, no, this this is not on fleek. This is off fleek. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. But, uh, yes, yeah, you know, this is funny because it's just ironic because, you know, I don't think his stand-up was, I'm going to be raping these women, but no, and it his real life was. Right, and it really wasn't even that funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. I thought I was the only one going. This, this is this, this is not your best work, sir. Yeah, I mean, I like the bit at the end. It's a long build up for the you have American fly thing, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I'm not one of these people that's like gonna try to like shit on him retroactively. Like, oh, he was never funny, but mm-hmm. yeah, that that you know, I remember that joke from when I was a you know, kid, I, I've owned his uh, records. Or my dad owned his records and would play them and shit. But, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's just. That's what's that my first It's, that it's just one. funny that that's something he joked about that long ago, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, another victim came forward for Bill Cosby. Uh, I'm not sure how many this is we're up to publicly, but it's getting up there. Not a lot. Well, uh, I was in a situation where um, I was moved to New York. And I was put into a very, very uh, controlled environment where I was allowed to go from home to my acting classes. And if I had any events to go with Bill, that was, that was it. And it was a very slow, very methodical, very um, manipulative situation. Uh, he was uh, very slowly breaking me down, getting me very dependent on him. I was very, very scared of him. I was very strictly watched over and I was very ashamed and very scared uh, and I really had nobody to go to and I found myself second-guessing and questioning and not sure and I would come out of things very foggy and very confused um, um, waking up uh, half-dressed at uh, at times um, throwing up Um, in a white t-shirt that wasn't mine and him standing over me in a white robe holding my hair back while I threw up and so when I would come to and I'd he would take me over to the couch to recover and I'd just start to come to and with the questions in my head and I knew my body was not in the same shape it was in when I got there but it was like uh, it was like having a lobotomy where you're alert, but you just can't put two and two together and you can't think straight. A friend of mine led me to an attorney who laughed me out of the office. At that point in time, I was so broken down and so embarrassed and humiliated. No one was going to believe Bill Cosby, that Bill Cosby had done this to me. So what I have, what, so I was silent until 2004 and 2005 until there was another woman who was a pioneer 
strong enough, brave enough, courageous enough to file a lawsuit. And I was going to testify with other women to, uh, uh, and, and on her behalf, but he settled out of court. This is really not about him anymore. This is really about become, going from a victim to a vic victim's advocate. What I want women and men, there are men out there as well who are too ashamed to come forward, is to say, you know what, that happened to me. Whether it's him or, or another victim or another perpetrator, there are women and men out there who are too afraid to tell their stories. And I want to be that, 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 that vessel for those people to say, if that woman can do it, I can do it. See, I have a daughter, and this is one of the best gifts I can give her, is to show her how to avoid these situations. When she sees her mom going out there, going on a limb, and not being afraid, and not staying a Jane Doe, and saying, listen, this happened. And it may seem unbelievable, but because it's a trusted individual who touches your body, who takes off your underpants, who puts you in his clothes, who makes you afraid and confused and not sure what went on, and then, and then tells you, oh, you were just drunk, um, that's violation right there. Someone will listen. I tell my kids, if someone touches you or hurts you or makes you do something to them, tell somebody. And if they don't listen, tell somebody else. And if they don't listen, you keep on talking until somebody listens because someone's listening out there. We should point out that Cosby has never been charged by police and has in the past repeatedly denied the rape allegations. I've been trying to get... Alright, so Bill out here in these streets wilding out, bro. Getting confronted. Yeah, so it sounds like he'd be doing it for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alright, let's talk about rape, okay? Um... An X Factor singer sues a gym and her boss. Uh, it's the oldest story in Hollywood. Naive girl comes to Los Angeles, only to be seduced by a pervy boss. So claims former X Factor contestant uh, Katie Weissel in a new lawsuit. She appeared on the on the UK show. Moved to L.A. last year looking for fame and fortune, but she needed a job to pay the bills, so she applied to Equinox in Woodland Hills, California. Katie claims the manager, Matt Lee, took an instant liking to her and gave her some personal attention. Katie says Matt interviewed her several times at fancy restaurants where they drink. She says it didn't seem odd because he, she had a little familiarity. Uh, she had little familiarity with the American hiring process. So it didn't seem odd to her that he was taking her out to like five star dinners and shit for job interviews because she was like, hey, not from America. Maybe this is how y'all do it here. True. She don't know the customs. Yeah. Um, and, you know, maybe he was taking advantage of the fact that she didn't know the customs. Right. She claims Matt then amped it up. Um, amped it up. Showing up at her house with gifts, groceries, and taking her out for more lunches and dinners. She also uh, says he insisted on using his American Express cards for gas. Like, hey, pay for, you know, here you go, pay for you some gas. Then Katie says things turned. After a night drinking, she says she rejected his advances, uh, but says she gave in after he guilted her into feeling ungrateful. Oh, uh, so that's the worst. Like, oh, but I took you to dinner and I shit. I didn't ask you. Got to you do. gas and I. It's like so you were being nice this time just to get some pussy, basically. Correct. Like, I mean, not that, not that it is, it's like not that is 
excuses her naivety like i understand that some people are gonna be like well how the fuck would she not know that that's the deal some strength you know this dude just starts being exorbitantly exorbitantly nice to you out of the blue like of course he's trying to fuck right that being said you still don't owe him shit no you do not you know if you don't want to fuck him you don't want to fuck him like he he played his hand he gambled with his game and his game was giving someone a lot of money and then you know trying to make them feel bad until they fucked them it worked um not so i'm not saying uh that uh he's like a rapist or anything but it definitely worked uh yeah and buying and purchasing people's shit does not equal sex mm -hmm. she said she complained to equinox but he treated her like the bad guy so she's suing lee and his health club for sexual harassment and retaliation equinox had no comment we left a message for matt but no return call which is crazy because like you would think if you were x factor contestant like there would be something for you to do in the uk but you came here and didn't really do anything Mm -mm. all right let me see oh um we do have one more thing to uh to discuss oh shit Breaking news, breaking news. Solange Gate, day 297. <laughs> I don't even know what day it is, but we have more breaking news, Karen. Did you know Solange Knowles got married? She had a wedding this weekend. I heard. I didn't even know it until they was like, she getting married. I was like, well, damn, I didn't even know she was engaged. Mm-hmm. Now, her married wedding was kind of crazy because, like, everybody know all their business like every picture every dance all the stuff it's like she did hers and just was like fuck it you got a camera phone put it upload that shit to twitter facebook whatever right i don't care like everybody else all these celebrities are like really doing the you know low-key like don't i will sell my wedding before i let you have it you know she's like why well, fuck it um an entire weekend of pre-wedding festivities, including a group movie night and rehearsal dinner. The big day arrives Sunday, November 16th, around 100 guests, including J. Crew, creative director and president Jenna Lyons and singer Janelle Monet. Uh, they started arriving at the Holy Trinity Church, also known as the Marigny, uh, Marigny, Marigny Opera House. Okay. Around 1.30 p.m., everyone was dressed in different shades of white, so much for that whole only the bride wears right white rule so it's like a white party slash wedding you know okay uh, i'll put some of the pictures in the chat like people have been gushing all over this because to me i feel like solange is the uh kelly Rowland of the nose family mm-hmm. where everybody just loves and roots for her um even people that hate beyonce root for her out of spite people that that genuinely love her solange root for her you know um like she is the kelly Rowland of the actual Knowles family um but yeah that's her picture with her husband on the balcony um uh, and i like that she wore like a white pantsuit that's dope mm-hmm. she's like a white jumpsuit like boom i'm rolling i'm rocking this what you gonna do about it yeah fuck a dress my day bitch like her her outfit just screams my day 
which is cool you know because i feel like so rarely do we get the you know my day it's like everyone has the same fucking dream a white dress and i'm gonna walk on the the heads of a thousand ponies and all this shit (laughs) and onlooker tells us that they were giggling about it and didn't seem bothered at all passed by oh because okay short time later nose and ferguson arrived on white bicycles the bride 28 wore breathtaking stefan rolling jumpsuit with an attached cape and adorned her bike basket with white roses sadly the groom's ride got a flat tire and he was forced to walk it part of the way and all look tells us they were giggling about it didn't seem bothered at all soon after the couple made their entrance and the nose went inside to change into her humberto leon for kenseth length floor length gown and cape yeah everything name brand while her older sister beyonce arrived with her husband jay-z uh source closest to solange tells us beyonce was just there as a supporter sister it didn't take any of the spotlight yeah yeah you can't you can't can't do that man you gotta you gotta play the back one of kim and kim and kanye mad because jay actually went to this wedding of course it's the sister-in-law big difference dog uh jay was taking care of blue ivy while beyonce was celebrating with her family it didn't look like they had a worry in the world after the ceremony the venue was transformed into a small reception location guests were treated to a four-course seated dinner on white linens with gold silverware and two long tables that ran the length of the massive opera house the locally catered southern menu included shrimp grits shrimp grits oyster and artichoke bisque papillette de poulet uh that's french for chicken i don't know Uh, Bitch, that was delicious. And bread pudding and pineapple foster for dessert. Mm-hmm. And did you see Blue Ivy when they rode up in there with her? Her hair was just puffed up in the wind. It was so precious. Oh, I didn't see that, man. Um, they was, showed them, like, coming in with her. Oh, mm-hmm. it was beautiful. Was Northwest there? No. Because, you know, they're trying to make them babies be the Highlanders of babies. <laughs> right, they gonna right. They're going to make them babies fight to the death. What the fuck? Uh, after the ceremony, okay, so yeah, the blowout then raged on as all the guests loaded into three large party buses, which drove to Espl- Esplanade Street, where or Esplanade maybe, where a live band played in the group dance for ten blocks. Coincidentally, one bus called the Boom Boom Boom, which is the former name of the NYC Standard Hotel nightclub where Solange, Jay Z, and Beyonce were partying after the Met Gala in spring. Uh, when Solange and Jay's infamous elevator fight went down, but if the, but if there was any lingering tension between the family, it wasn't apparent. Y'all mad? Mm. They over it, right? This is a blip. Of course, shit goes down with a billion dollars on the elevator. Of course, of course. That's so shit crazy. for some of y'all. Shit go down when it's two dollars fifty cent in the elevator. So what mm-hmm. the fuck? Uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z were totally into it and so affectionate. They both kept putting their hands on each other's butts and they were dancing up a storm. Beyonce and Jay-Z were so friendly and everyone are very gracious. They seemed genuinely happy. They were having the best night. Solange and her son Jules, with a Z, <clears throat> guess the race, 10 treated the attendees to a special performance, their choreographic, da- their choreographed dance to Race rumming, race murders, murders. Uh, you know, no flex zone, those people. You know what I'm talking about? No flex zone. Yeah, her yeah. and her son danced to that. 
it was it was fun it was funny too man i saw it no flag uh Zone. yeah i saw it earlier today and like they got it man like uh they they got it pretty good man let me see <laughs> adorable right yes because she can really dance yeah i mean they was both getting it man and all white and it's like a little soul train line it's so dope you know uh i didn't even know mother son did a dance like you know i guess it's like i mean but it's your day you can do whatever the fuck you want right correct most people don't want to do that because they just disregard children when it comes to weddings mm-hmm. unless you like the flower or girl or the uh, the little ring boy they don't really give a fuck about you being there yeah, man. I just, man, it looked like they had a fucking great time. Man. I know they did. You know, and maybe it's just coming off of my brother's wedding, uh, which is, you know, the only second other wedding I really went to and enjoyed. Like, uh, it just kind of, it's like when you can be surrounded by people that kind of get it, especially when you can make it your own day and mm-hmm. it's not what, you know, cause like so many celebrity weddings are just so fucking over the top. You know, and I'm, I'm sure there's some elements of that to this, you know, like who your designer is and, you know, you probably get certain shit for free if you mention like, oh, it's made by blah, 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 blue. Um, but yeah, it, I just thought it was cool, man. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a good day. Good for you, Solange. And I'm glad Jay and Beyonce could be there and no incidents happened. And, uh, maybe all that hitting in the elevator was because he wouldn't pay for the wedding. Who knows? Mm hmm. What the hell? What in the hell indeed? Oh shit, more breaking news. More breaking news on Solange Gate. Come to find out, the day wasn't so perfect, Karen. She made it through the wedding, rehearsal dinners, all this shit, Mm -hmm. and the reception. And then her face broke out in the hives. Oh, she's allergic to something, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. She's allergic to commitment. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Cold feet, I say. Look at that. Look upon you and see what the Lord had wrought. He must not approve of this marriage. It's the only thing I could think of. I mean, what uh, what else could it be, Karen? Think about it. Oh, Lord. It was fine during the wedding and the, the reception and all this shit. She must be allergic to some seafood or something, because that's definitely an allergic reaction to something consumed. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of sad to see it that way. But, uh, yeah, just so she, she broke out, but. Oh, oh, shit, no! Oh! <laughs> oh, this damn breaking news, what's happening? 
crisis averted jay-z and beyonce was there to cover her face up in the car mm. that black sister of course you might beat my man but we will be there for you because why family of course that's what i'm talking about i love it you know so it's, it's easy to be there for family when things is going good but when my face is breaking out in hives who's gonna be there for me then karen hmm that's when you really want beyonce around and of she course came, she came through karen it's lovely I, I love it love black love love black sisterhood um all right let's see let's talk about some other stuff um apparently oh yeah this is this here's something here's something Jaden and willow smith did an interview and uh gawker was like this interview is nuts it's so crazy right um and, and i mean they're 16 and 14 Jaden's 16 willow's 14 right young black affluent kids correct uh i'm curious about your experience of time do you feel like life is moving really quickly is your music one way to sort of turn it over and reflect it willow says i mean time for me i can make it go slow or fast however i please and that's how i know I, it doesn't exist Jaden says it's proven that how time moves for you is depending on where you are in the universe is relative to, to being in other places uh, but on the level of being here on earth if you are aware in the moment one second lasts longer than a year and if you are unaware your whole childhood your whole life can pass by in six seconds but it's also such a thing that you can get lost in willow said because living and Jaden said right because you have to live right the goddamn teenagers there's a theoretical physicist inside of all our minds and you can talk and talk but it's living willow says it's the action of it here's willow on what her music is about willow and the feeling of being like this is a fragment of a holographic reality that a that a higher consciousness made willow's 14 here's Jaden on something exactly because your mind has a duality to it so when one thought goes into your mind it's not just one thought it has a to bounce off of both hemispheres of the brain when you're thinking about something happy, you're thinking about something sad. When you're thinking about an apple, you're also thinking about the opposite of an apple. It's a tool for understanding mathematics and things with two separate realities. But for creativity, that comes from a place of oneness. That's not a duality consciousness. And you can't listen to your mind in those times. I'll tell you what you think and also what other people think. Or it'll tell you what people think. Okay. Uh, Willow and Jaden on babies. Willow, breathing is meditation. Life is meditation. You have to breathe in order to live. So breathing is how you get in touch with the sacred space of your heart. Jaden said, when babies are born, their soft spot bumps. The so their soft spots bump. It has like a heartbeat in it. That's because energy is coming through their body up and down. <laughs> Willow said, prana energy. Jaden said, it's prana energy because... They still breathe through their stomach. They remember. Babies remember. Willow said when they're in the stomach, they're so aware, putting all their bones together, putting all their ligaments together, but they're shocked by this harsh world. Jaden said by chemicals and things. And then slowly, Willow says, as they grow up, they start losing. Oh, my God. They finish each other's sentences like Zaymont and Tomax. 
Uh, I wonder if you hit one of them if the other one's like, ouch. <laughs> Probably. As they grow up, they start losing. And Jada said, you know, they become just like us. Um, I love it. Yeah, they're, 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 they're children. And uh, you're interviewing them. And what the fuck would you expect? This is probably no different than interviewing another child. And they start saying shit on fleek. And you'd be like, what the fuck? Something wrong with this child, too? They're goddamn teenagers. Yeah, I used to be, like, kind of wary of, of them or whatever. But because mm-hmm. uh, I just don't like, like, giving celebrities too much time for anything, really. But, um... I noticed that they get treated kind of differently where it's like, these kids are crazy. What's wrong with them? And I'm like, now what's different from them and just being eccentric? Or is eccentric only reserved for white people? Correct. And if that is a thing, then I support them in that eccentricness and let let them be weird. Right. Not to mention they're probably fucking with y'all anyway. They probably don't even really like think all this shit. They probably just think it's funny correct and you're interviewing them and you're interviewing children and they may have said look this is what we're gonna do and just fuck it but you do the whole interview you'll never know they got damn children mm-hmm. children have weird interviews all the motherfucking time but for some reason this interview of these two particular children becomes an issue okay right that's weird you interview me when i was that age who knows what the fuck i would have said uh yeah nothing good you know right and nothing that made motherfucking sense yeah so it was just very weird to see people i mean to see you know everybody like treat them like oh here they go with the bullshit it's like what they kids right talking about kid like kid shit you know they rich they they they'll never have to work a day in their life if they don't want to correct you know just let them let them cook man um all right, let's play our games, guys. Where's my, where's my game? All right, here we go. Ah, fuck. And then I just fucked it up. All right. Here we go. All right. Wait, wrong game. Just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with... Fucking with black people. That's right, guys. Time to play the game that you all know the rules to. It's fucking with black people where we score articles in zero to a hundred, intervals of twenty-five, on how much we feel fucked with as black people. Today's contestants, everybody. Karen, give me a number. You know what? We're gonna do five today. All right, five. The uncensored FBI letter to MLK was found hidden in the National Archives. In the fall of 1964, the New York Herald Tribune ran a story with the headline, FBI chief called Martin Luther King the most notorious liar in the country. J. Edgar Hoover, then the director of the FBI, had found himself in the defense after King, perhaps the most prominent civil rights activist of the 50s and 60s, accused the Bureau of not enforcing civil rights law and using Jim Crow-era tactics to suppress blacks. Hoover's real reasoning for labeling King a notorious liar, however, was based on information he and few others were privy to. The details of King's sex life. Despite knowledge among King's inner circle, he had never been publicly known as a Lothario, but Hoover planned to out him with hopes of soiling his reputation and derailing the civil rights movement. The New York Times Magazine 
recently published an uncensored letter from the fbi to king in it the author threatens to release news of king's extramarital affairs information which has uh which was ascertained through fbi wiretaps in the king's home office and various hotel rooms so it's like we know you're getting on these women we'll tell everybody now stop trying to get rights the letter was written anonymously. It is later confirmed by the Senate to be the work of Hoover. Despite the intended authorial misdirection, it has long been proof of Hoover's malicious crusade against celebrated activists. Portions detailing King's sex life were previously redacted until early this summer when Yale historian Beverly Gage found a copy tucked away in a reprocessed set of Hoover's official and confidential files at the new National Archives. Lend your sexually psychotic ear to the enclosure, the letter warns. You will find yourself in all your dirt, filth, evil, and moronic talk exposed on the record of all time. Here's some of the letter. No person can overcome facts, not even a fraud like yourself. Lend your sexual, your sexually psychotic ear to the enclosure. You will find yourself and and in all your dirt, filth, and evil, moronic talk exposed on the record for all time. I repeat, no person can argue successfully against facts. You are finished. You will find on the record for all time your filthy, dirty, evil companions, male and females, given expression with your with you to your hideous abnormalities, and some of them to pretend to be ministers of the gospel. Satan could not do more. Damn, he was reading shit out of Martin Luther King. Right, and and it is, and it's just funny that him wanting rights for everybody, and even the right to fuck all the hoes you want to fuck is probably included in that that category too. He may have already had that right. Seems right, like right, and this is what <laughs> right. It's one of the things where. You're like, we, we want to tarnish your name so bad because we really don't give a fuck about the people that, that you're trying to represent. Let's say you was, you was out there doing something we approve of. Would we go through this great of a effort? No. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, also, um, cause he had more. What incredible evilness. It is all there on the record, your sexual orgies. Listen to yourself, you filthy, abnormal animal. You are on the record. You have been on the record. All your adulterous acts, your sexual orgies extended far into the past. This one is but a tiny sample. You will understand this. Yes. From the various evil play, playmates, playmatechs, uh, on the East Coast to, and he blanked something out, and the others are on the West Coast. And the outside of the country, outside the country, you are on the record, King. You are done, man. Uh, but it didn't stop there. The final paragraph hints at an attempt for to get King to commit suicide. King, there is only one thing left for you to do. You know what it is, but there there is but one way out for you. You better take it. The FBI thought this would work. Like, let's just write him a mean letter. Maybe he'll stop. Luckily, Where's the powerful, Rod? Where's the powerful? Luckily, in 1964, the media was far more cautious. One oddity of Hoover's campaign against King is that it mostly flopped, and the FBI never succeeded in seriously damaging King's public image. Half a century later, we look upon King as a model of moral courage and human dignity. Yeah, and my thing is this. 
fuck all the hoes you want to nigga i want rights i don't give a fuck about who you fucking hoover by contrast has become almost universally reviled in this context perhaps the most surprising aspect of the story is not what the fbi attempted but what it failed to do crazy man so what would you get at karen the letter to the mlk zero to a hundred oh that's a hundred to me yeah i gotta give it a hundred he tried to get that man to kill himself do the right thing kill yourself nigga uh here's one uh from ferguson Mm, supporters of ferguson's cop of ferguson cop plan uh supporters of darren wilson plan to put up a billboard that says hashtag pants up don't loot pants up don't loot now we already know that the hashtag hands up don't shoot was a viral thing and many protesters are saying that when they go protesting but uh apparently pants up don't loot is going to be the one for people that support Derek Wilson. That's corny. Y'all Y'all need a better slogan person. You need a better hashtag man. Now, it's just one supporter. The supporter who lists himself as living in Brentwood, Tennessee, launched a campaign on October 28th on the website Indiegogo. As Gawker noted on Monday, it had already reached its funding goal. I know it did. Canada, doesn't, don't they always? Just once can't racist people be like, you know what? I'm not going to be used and give my money to that. Wilson is the police of officer who in August fatally shot an unarmed black teenager, Michael Brown in Ferguson's. The phrase pants up, don't loot was popularized by the conversation. I mean, sorry, by the conservative national review as a response to the chant commonly recited by supporters of Brown hands up, don't shoot. So a newspaper came up with that. Or help popularize that phrase. A newspaper. Way to be objective, assholes. Um, and then also like, you know what? What, what am I doing? A hundred. Yeah. What am I, what was I thinking? Oh fuck? no, you, you about to, you about to go on around over there. Yeah. Sorry about that, everybody. Yeah, a hundred. I said it when you first bought it up. Yeah. Fuck these people, man. What an asshole. Oh man, I wish I just had like a billion dollars so I could find these people and just punch everyone in the mouth and pay for the, pay for the trial. You know what I mean? Like I could just be like, you know what man, take me to court. I, but I punched you in your fucking face and that is worth any amount of time I had to spend in a courtroom. But, uh, alas, I don't, I think it is not meant to be. Anyway, next game. Now that it's time for some guest race. That's right, it's guess the race time. Now that it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. That's right, it's time for guess the race. The number one game show going across all the podcast land where we read or play news articles from all over the globe. And we ask our contestants today, the chat room, to guess the race. And the chat room is racist. All right. Let's get it on. Here's our first article. Fresno State. California. Shout out to Nick Jew. Um, she said she liked getting shout outs. He 
And we and we love you. So if if we find out it's there, we'll we'll shout you out. Mm-hmm. It's close to Oakland, right? Yeah. Oakland, Oakland County. I never been. She know more than I do. Where she's from? Uh, Fresno State University police confirmed KMPH Fox Twenty Six News last night. A man was arrested on campus, accused of bestiality. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if I can find like the YouTube video. I know it's a news clip. Um, hold on one second, because uh, the clip I have it won't play on the computer, and I'm trying to just play the news clip if I can find it. Because it was a uh, Fox News that covered this. Uh, fifth year, fifth year computer engineering student at Fresno State University was arrested for having sex with a sheep. According to Fox News. Was trying to keep warm with the wool? I don't know. That shit itches. Mm. Uh, I wouldn't know if it itches or not, Karen. I've never wool had does. sex with a sheep. Not me either, but wool was itches. arrested on campus, now accused of bestiality. KPH Fox 26 News investigative reporter Eric Rosales breaks the story and joins us now from Fresno State Sheep Unit on how the student was caught. Eric? Sheep Well, Monty, as of right now, the university is not releasing the name of the student, only that he was a computer engineering student. It was Tuesday morning, early Tuesday morning, just two days ago, that campus police were called out to this uh, sheep unit here on the campus of Fresno State. And in this report, which was filed by the police department, it states that the student admits to having sex with a sheep. Uh, stop freezing, please. What the fuck? Fresno State. Okay, I don't even know what's happening. The animal son. Work. <laughs> son of a bitch. Science made. Say they hurt. All right, let me just guess. Yeah. The, guess the race of the sheep, y'all. Guess the race of the sheep. <laughs> see what you guys think. Um, but uh, let me just read some of. According to Fox News, a female student heard noises come from the sheep unit and called security. Guess what they found? A guy with his pants down on top of one of the sheep. But it gets better. When asked what he was doing, the student alleged he was wrestling cattle. It would have been a great excuse, except there's zero cattle in the pen. Just sheep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just out here looking for me some lamb chops. <laughs> some lamb cut up. <laughs> Chopping them lamb cakes down. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> oh, man. You think he, like, one good thing it's about... Nice and furry. Yeah, one good thing about fucking the sheep is like after you come, the cleanup is easy. You just wipe it off on the but sheep, shit, and keep go back to sleep. Shit, you won't be able to tell. Mm-hmm. It's all the same color. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, let me see what the chat room is saying for the race. One who also fucked the, no, uh, uh-uh, the grace of the sheep. What are y'all guessing? This is crazy. Um, yeah, I'm not reading these. Well, I guess I read them. Y'all just gonna be wrong. One who also fucked a cow, sucked her udders like titties, and used her milk to make cheese. White boy put some Spanish fly in the sheep's drink. If I can't rape old women, I might as well get some sheep booty white. 
white white isis hazing gone wrong one whose mama is also a sister hillbilly cracker with no teeth white fast tail sheep white street harasser um, <laughs> they are better there are better ways to enjoy the comforts of wool white though only white people fuck farm animals why would wrestling cattle be an acceptable response mm. one who wants to control the masses by creating more sheep or white white as a semen in starbucks latte black sheep Sheep heard a white O oh, and the sheep was a dirty brown. <laughs> as white as a driven snow. Scottish black face, actual breed of sheep. The sheep was that fluffy white wool. The correct answer is it was a white sheep. <laughs> and uh many of you missed it. you guessed any version of a human you missed it okay i said you got to pay attention to what i'm saying guess the race of the sheep it's a white sheep nah from the looks of it it wanted it it was begging for it ah somebody said they thought they couldn't show pics of the victims uh apparently they put our id out there it's lamb chop from barney Uh now we all know what happened to her let me, uh, so. I'm gonna close my browser and open it back up since it's freezing real quick. Um, don't feel like dealing with this shit right now. Um, let me just play some music, uh, until we can, uh, get, I'll play some music for y'all until we get back. Hey, we lucky we got em. Good time. Dino might. All right. <laughs> We're back to guess the race. Most of you are 0 and 1. Because I was guessing humans and shit. A uh, rapper with no record is facing life uh, in prison for making an album that was promoting gang violence. What? Mm-hmm. A hundred. Uh, ground a local man with no criminal record facing a lifetime behind bars for cutting a rap album. Brandon Duncan, a.k.a. Tiny Dew, has rapped with stars like Lil Wayne. New at 6, 10 News reporter Michael Chen joins us. And, Michael, prosecutors say using a little-known law to charge him will keep San Diegans safe? Well, that safety is definitely one factor. As law experts eye this case closely, Tiny Dew is a documented gang member and a well-known rapper of gang violence, and prosecutors say that should be enough to put him in prison. You gon' need a free shirt Brandon Duncan, a.k.a. Tiny Dew, boasts a big following with rap music dissecting gang life, including his new album, No Safety. Duncan and 14 other gang members in court since Thursday charged in a gang conspiracy involving nine local shootings since April 2013 as a judge mulled over a possible trial. 
Prosecutor is calling upon a state law put in place by voters in 2000, but not used until now. It allows for the prosecution of gang members if they benefit from crimes committed by other gang members. Though Duncan has not been tied to the shootings, prosecutors argue Duncan's rap songs promoted gang violence. We're not just talking about a CD of anything, a love song. And that he benefited from the shootings because his gang ganged in status, allowing him to sell more albums. The goal of the law, extra powers aimed at gang crime. To put it in perspective, in San Diego, a third of all crimes are committed by gang members. But Duncan's attorney calls the charges a reach. Nothing in his lyrics actually say go out and do a crime. Nothing in his lyrics specifically reference any of these shootings, yet they're trying to hold him liable under a conspiracy theory. We took the case to law professor Alex Kreit, who says the case may run into constitutional problems, starting with freedom of speech. Where does it end if that's the basis of liability? Is Martin Scorsese going to be prosecuted if he meets with some mafia members before he makes his next film? And arguments just wrapped up without a decision on whether these charges will in fact move forward. The hearing resumes Monday morning. We'll let you know what happens. Michael Chen, 10 years. Mm-hmm, 100. Karen, you gave away the rights just now. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's 100. Mm-hmm. So I'm fucked with. So, all right, guys, no uh, guess the race for this one, since Karen just told y'all what the race is. Uh-oh, I'm sorry. Here's some of his music. Posted up on 43rd with the chirp in his phone. You could tell that the Southeast was his home. More male than the rest of the pushers. Cause he had a clack, 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 clack in the bushes. Let's go. First you get it out the rap, right? Then you put it in a pot and grind it down till it's fine as you can get it, right? Then you take this baking soda shit, right? I ain't gonna tell you how much, that's up to you. You put it in this bitch, you mix it up real good, put some water on that bitch, and boil it up. I hope hell of this shit, we be mailing this shit. Scared of the help for those that be telling we flip. Fuck your gang, I just my clientele get a brick. He can make a deal and get the nail in them zips. That goes too spicy when you're known for gang hits. The F.E.D.s to be on your main things click. Trying to figure out where you let the cane sit. Six in the morning, bang, the bracelets. Shackles, now you with the homies Same one of them that wrote you said take flicks for me If it wasn't for the shovels and the dodo I probably would've stacked a million Off a drawer flipping Well I make it, who knows, as wicked as I'm written it Fuck whose hood it is, I got a tip to get The homie need a lawyer, he got triple a hot one My mama need to get off the block cause a hot sun Matrix in the ghetto, the bangers high tech Cross towns with choppers trying to creep through the jack jack These niggas pointing fingers trying to find out who's shit shit yeah, you know, uh, gotta take him in prison for that. I'm sorry. That that looks like some crime to me. Um, so, and the race was black, everybody. So, care before Karen ruined it. Yes, I'm sorry. It's all right. It's all right. I know we already played it, but I was fucked with. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's try another one then. This time, try not to ruin the camera. <laughs> try not to be fucked with. A British man killed his dad and then hacked up his 350 pound corpse before placing the pieces into storage boxes he used as a TV stand. Oh my. Nathan Robinson allegedly murdered taxi driver William Spiller, 50, 48, at his apartment. 
um the 28 year old is then accused of using a box cutter hacksaw and saw to dismember the body god damn robertson allegedly cleaned up the bloody mess before taking twelve thousand two hundred and fifty dollars of his dad's cash and fleeing 450 miles north to glasgow that's a lot of work while north of the english border prosecutors said that's when that he then sent a series of text messages that he pretended were from his father jurors at winchester crown the alleged the alleged killing a doubt i mean the uh court heard on that on the day of the alleged killing a downstairs neighbor visited to complain about a pink liquid oozing through his ceiling oh it was the blood it later emerged the substance was diluted blood the man who has not been named said he spoke to robinson at the door and claimed he seemed calm just normal spiller uh spiller's body was found more than four weeks later uh cops searched the fly infested property and were stunned to find body parts stuffed inside a series of plastic boxes a tv had been placed on top and gruesomely spiller's head had been hidden inside of a fouling cabinet oh mm. wonder if it was fouled under the level uh under letter f well, fuck you dad mm-hmm. robinson was reportedly confessed uh he has reportedly confessed to killing his dad and dismembering the body but he denies the murder what i didn't murder him the trial was which is expected the last three weeks continues thursday uh guess the race of uh mr robinson uh let's see chat room says he knew who his father was white says chuck spears to jeezy says he put the lotion on the skin or else he gets the whip again white. Shav, British slang for white, says Cow's Cat. Uh, People's Critic says his apartment must have smelled like hell, but that's not a race, is it? Derek says white kid who didn't get his daily dose of Starbucks semen. Oh, my. Whiter than the sheep from the other story when she got penetrated, says uh, Leonard Brothers. Joe Spacely, his father would not pick up black people, so a white man had to kill him. Lamy Cracker, son of a colonizer, son of colonizer bastards, white, 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 chopping up a body takes too much dedication and commitment, and we all know black folks don't have those qualities, so I'm going to guess white. Ah! That's what Black Rob said. The liquid was the same color as toe pink. Oh. <laughs> the real life Dexter, real white. The correct answer is white. white. Everyone got that one. Good job. He really chopped up his dad and sat down and watched TV like, hmm, what's on? Other than, you know, <laughs> other than killing you tonight. Um, all right, let's go to the bonus round. Double the points and the raise. Double the points and the raise. That's right, it's double the points, double the race, and the bonus round against the race. So far, everybody's all over the place, including that one gimme that Karen just threw out there. <laughs> let's see if you can get the last one right. Um, let's see. Uh, here's one. Um, oh, actually, no, no, no. Let me go back. Let's use this one. Um, the lure of Facebook is too great sometimes. Uh oh. Even for those who know it's the last place they should be. 
this modern truth allegedly lies at the core of an arrest by police in riversville california eduardo rodriguez 35 was wanted since 2003 on homicide charges but police had lost track of track of him however uh an injured lapd officer recently thought he'd spend his time searching yet again for the fugitive Man, doesn't that suck? You just get caught because somebody just had a, some extra time. You are looking at brand new cell phone video right here of federal authorities outside the home of one of the LAPD's most wanted fugitives. And there he is. After 12 years on the run using an alias to hide in plain sight, Eduardo Rodriguez was finally captured last night thanks to the work of a Glendale police detective. NBC4's Tony Shin spoke to the suspect's fiance. And uh, Tony is live right now in Riverside, just outside of the family home. Tony. Colleen, it appears the suspect was just trying to live a normal life inside this home you see behind me. This is where he lived with his fiance. She told me earlier this morning she had no idea he was wanted for multiple murders. This is cell phone video of law enforcement officers converging on the home where investigators say 35-year-old Eduardo Rodriguez had been living a double life. Everybody just was just pointing at him and he, they told him to put his hands up. Rodriguez was arrested while driving in his white truck. Neighbors watched and wondered why he was being taken away in handcuffs just yards away from his home where he lived with his fiance and three children. Never had any suspicions about him? No. No. Other neighbors say he was working as a carpenter and seemed like a nice, quiet family man. He seemed just a hardworking guy. What neighbors didn't know was that Rodriguez had been hiding from law enforcement as one of LAPD's most wanted criminals. He's accused of murdering four people in the Los Angeles area where investigators say he was a high-ranking member of the Tunerville Street Gang. He's also accused of attempted murder in two other cases. His alleged crimes date back to 2001. He's always been so calm, so quiet. We never thought he could, like, be in trouble. The break in the search for Rodriguez began last year when a Glendale police detective, who was on light duty because of an injury, took over the case. He was very familiar with the Tunerville Street Gang, which operated on the border of Glendale and L.A. Recently, he spotted pictures of Rodriguez on the Facebook profiles of friends and family members, including Rodriguez's fiance. And that's what led them to this home. You see the people and you see how they're like, look so nice and calm. And you don't know what's behind all, you know, those persons. What, what are they thinking? Just within the past few minutes, his fiance arrived here at the home with their kids. They've been gone all afternoon. She would not talk to us. Investigators say Rodriguez went by other aliases and would often hide in Mexico. Earlier this morning, his fiance confirmed to me that he would indeed go down to Mexico and then come back home. Reporting live in Riverside, I'm Tony Shin, NBC4. All right. So guess the race of uh mr eduardo rodriguez let's check the chat room and see what they have to say oh is it moving slow or something mm-hmm. oh, okay all right ain't we lucky we got him one who's taking all the jobs one with a waterfall on his back <laughs> uh he lived in a double life but they all lived in the same house mexican oh hope his amigo didn't write any rap lyrics me no speak English said no one ever Mexican. Latino, uh, one who pra- prays to Jesus, 
uh first cousin to Vil- wilmer valderrama latino beaner who got lucky latino goya one whose wet back helped him slip into the u.s to make beans and kill folks Aww. latino not lucky enough he was arrested in his white truck 10 other people were also inside latino oh shit you guys are so racist <laughs> one who wakes me up several times a week fucking with these leaves oh, oh. the correct answer was latino all of you got it right <laughs> All right, and let's talk about the thing that we all came here to, to discuss. The real fight of the show. The judge in uh, Pascagoula, Mississippi, uh, set Johnny Romero, the 18-year-old Ocean Springs man accused of stabbing his neighbor to death with a samurai sword Friday, uh, set his bail at $100,000 during an initial appearance in court this afternoon. Romero went before Judge T. Uh, T. Larry Wilson, who said the suspect is accused of stabbing his 29-year-old neighbor shannon christian bowen in the chest after an argument late friday night Ouch. the public defender's office will likely represent romero representatives told the judge romero was originally charged with murder but the charge was later uh changed to second degree murder a new charge created by the legislator in 2014 if convicted of second degree murder romero could face up to 40 years in prison romero sat silently in the courtroom with his head lowered politely answered each of the judge's question with a yes sir or no sir Romero told Wilson he lives on North 12th Street with his mother and works at Cellular City. He moved to Jackson County about 12 years ago. He said he has no prior convictions. A preliminary hearing was set for November 10th. If Romero was able to make bail, the judge told him you need to make sure you stay out of trouble. Authorities have released very few details about the circumstance of the 12th Street neighbor's argument with, with something... I mean, which turned fatal a little before midnight. Bowen, who was married with two children, worked at Ocean Springs Walmart and was an aspiring rapper. Damn, what's up with rappers today? Mm-hmm. Rappers yeah. and rape. That's all the show been about. Right. The victim's sister, Holana Bowen, said via email Monday that her brother was killed outside of a golf park estates, golf park estates home after a family get together uh, to celebrate Stacey Bowen's birthday. Later on that night, my brother was outside. We do not know all the details as to what happened outside. My sister-in-law was in the house. I heard a loud noise. She got up to see what was going on and went by the door. My brother came in, stabbed, and bleeding to death. I wonder if it was like one of those delayed cuts like the anime. Well, like his head was on for a while, then it just fell off, and then it was like... It's just rated. Right. Blood everywhere. Bowen's four-year-old son heard the commotion and came into the room. She said Shannon Bowen died very quickly in front of his wife and child. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, it's not a game, people. We got to get some safety from these motherfuckers with swords. Yeah, you ought to be charged. Let's get this guy off the streets. We don't need to deal with his kind around here. Mm-mm. Show him how we do. All right, man, it's been another episode of the Blackout Tales podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with an episode of Day Walking with... uh uh if i'm not 
if everything works out it'll be well it'll be at least us and justin Mm -hmm. if everything works out though it might be us justin jess and josh so keep your fingers right uh cross uh that's our crew from the ratchet hatchet you said we have to push it back yeah and so it might be at 7 p.m tomorrow so we'll see just follow this is why you should follow us on spreecast so that you get the email and you know what time everything is going to happen and pop off and you know everybody can be excited for it um but uh we'll be back tomorrow go to tweakedaudio.com put in code tbgwt get all your Mm -hmm. discounts um and that's it for now so until tomorrow i love you i love you too